Hey, 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 what's up? It's Oatmeal Brown, downtown Jackie Brown, a.k.a. JBZ for Sheezy, my kneezy. <laughs> From the West Coast, Sheezy, if that's a word and it's not. Welcome to Out the Box with Oatmeal Brown and your intellectual correspondent, intellectually hyphy, Dr. Andrea L. Moore. Give it up. We both in the building today. What's up, cousin? What's up, Oatmeal Brown? Jackie Brown going down. How you doing, cousin? Happy holiday. I'm good. Happy, happy day to you, too. Oh, happy day. <laughs> when Jesus washed, he washed my sins away. Yes. It is a new day. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. How about you? I'm feeling good. The sun is shining pretty bright, you know. Um, tomorrow, we don't have to physically go into work. So I'm just, you know, I'm just allowing myself to uh, learn how to be present, you know, continuously learning how to be present in the moment. It's a big, big week coming up, but I know God has me. So I'm just allowing myself to be carried, um, but I'm very excited to be here on the podcast with you, having our cousin crack ups as we do. Oh, yes, yes, definitely. You know, I, I had to make sure <clears throat> I'm a little bit better today. Um, you know, I had COVID. Mm -hmm. And so when we did our when we did our last uh, podcast, I don't know if I still had it or I was getting I was definitely getting over it. Mm -hmm. And uh, my energy was off. I had brain fog. Oh, I couldn't talk for nothing in the world. I was like, ooh, when I ran the podcast back and I was listening, I was like, thank God, cousin was filling in for me because I was getting trapped up on my words. <laughs> and that can happen when you don't read, you know, and if you haven't been talking in a while, like seriously, you know, reading is good in helping you articulate and find the words that, and say the right words that you need to say. Do you agree or not that you have to agree, but I've been told that, I know that, I've practiced it, so I don't know if you're aware or not. I think reading out loud is, is helpful for me in that regard um, because like you said, you know, just coming in, having to talk for an extended period of time, I'm fresh in the classroom after three years and just having to talk for an extended period of time and make sure all the thoughts are lining up. <laughs> you can get, your words can get tripped up. You can get tripped up. Your thoughts can get tripped up. But I think reading aloud is like really good for, you know, to, that helps me in that regard. But you know, we all, we all, we all having our moments and we all have our time. So I, I understand cousin, I understand. Oh, for sure. And that's, that's the great thing about having a podcast. It's kind of like reality radio. You know, you hear the bloops and bun blunders, the phone ringing. I mean, anything can happen, you know, in the background on a podcast, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. The phone can ring. I know for me, this podcast, this platform, 
I see it as like a serious responsibility. And sometimes I hold back not saying what I'm really thinking or what I, I'm really feeling about a situation because it may not be the nicest thing to say or it may be something that feels like extremely judgmental. Um, so I, I think I think I want to acknowledge that our last podcast, I definitely don't want to come off as judgmental to anybody who is a sex worker, who is a person of the night. Um, and I do think that our conversation wasn't focused on sex workers or, or people of the night. It was some, it was around something very specific, which we call whole culture. But I don't want people who are listening to get the, the, those things confused because we were not talking about them synonymously. We were talking about them specifically in the context of what is whole culture and what does it look like and how has it impacted hip hop specifically. But yeah, sometimes I think being on the yeah. podcast, you... You do have to, you know, um, go with the flow and, and just keep talking and rolling. But sometimes um, I notice that sometimes I don't always say what I'm really, really thinking. So I'm going to try to do a better job of like showing up in the space and saying what I'm really thinking about the situation. And no problem. You know, I um, we should we used to give disclosures and we should give disclosures because in no way, shape, form, or fashion are we trying to convince anybody to think like us. Um, but this show is called Out the Box, right. so it's not gonna it's not gonna go down. The uh, we're not sheeple, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we are we're trying to spark the brain for people to think outside of the box. So there's different perspectives, and not just our right. own. Uh, you and I both are in several different spaces amongst a lot of people. And with me being a podcast host, radio personality, mass comm person that I've been, you know, over really most of my life, people always want to talk. They always want to have discussions. <laughs> you know, we have, I do, um, what do you want to call? I may do a test. I may ask people, I may do a group drink, Group, group, group type of um, what's that called when you do not a test, not a survey, uh, when you dialogue, okay. group dialogue on a topic and get, you know, their feedback. Mm-hmm. And I actually did that on the whole culture. I did that, so I was able to. A lot of the stuff that I brought up wasn't coming from just me and my perspective. These are things that the majority of the people that responded were men. And they said, yes, if you are dressed like, and they were very, you know, direct, um, not trying to offend anybody, but just saying how the majority of their mind thinks and how they're, you know, how they're, they're set up to be attracted to the female anatomy and how, you know, the prostitutes, um, Whores, Lady of the Nights, Jezebels, whatever, <laughs> however you harlots, however, however you want to define it. Because if you go to the definition, all of those words pop up as defining a hoe. Okay, and there, like I said, there's a specific way that they act and they conduct themselves, uh, what they wear. You know, that's they are acting like that to entice men. And so some of the over-sexualized entertainers, 
so to, you know, quote unquote, some of the newer um, rap artists have taken on that persona. And we were specifically speaking about one person. <laughs> not we didn't we didn't even bring anybody else. Well, two people, um, but one was Asukiana. But what I didn't say was she has called herself a hoe. So in that sense, if you identify as that, um, someone calling you that is not going to offend you because you you say that in your rap lyrics and you are identifying yourself as being such. So I think, you know, we're in a... No, not I think. We are in a culture now of people being oversensitive or maybe sticking up for some individuals that don't even stick up for themselves. Mm. So... Um, just making sure, you know, in our discussion that you understand where I was coming from wasn't judgmental at all. And even the people that were posting her uh, wasn't judging her or putting her out there anymore that she's put herself out there because that's what she promotes on her platform. You know, so just understanding the difference of when somebody is doing that purposely and they're doing that to themselves, I don't see people judging them for what they are actually presenting themselves to be. So us understanding that um, nothing against, I mean, I don't think that I wouldn't see that the, the actual sex workers would be offended by our discussion because it didn't have really have anything to do with them and had something to do with people emulating what they do in music. Um, and it's just a, a different way. You know, there's different ways for people to describe slaves. Um, people say that some of us are enslaved still to a certain degree. Um, it's not, it's, it's modern day slavery. It's not back in the day slavery. Does that make sense? And so you can also look at <laughs> being a hoe in that context as well. So I think we, you know, perspectives, it's not ours. There is a difference in opinions than bringing facts. And with the both of us, we're all different. Everybody's different. The listeners are different. You and I are different. We have some commonalities, but we're different. But in that difference, that's going to give different views that could be correct. But everything is always, always situational always situational everybody has different experience experiences and everybody is exposed to things differently you could have some commonality but you can have things that are different based on our exposure so we're bringing it all in the gumbo pot so people can hear and be like yep when you when people are having arguments they're bringing it from what they've been exposed to and there's never any resolve and nobody's saying that and they're not even going to listen to the person that say hey all of this can make sense but it's situational and that's what we do here on out the box we spark their brain and be like you know what that may not be it it could be this we don't know so how are we going to stamp it to be this way unless it is spoken and said that. Does that make sense? 
It does. Yeah. Hello? Can you yes, it does make sense. Okay. It makes sense. So, you know, just understanding we have disclosures and yeah, I don't say stuff. Like I said, I don't, I do kind of monitor myself what I say um, based on several different reasons because we do several different things and, you know, I don't, I'm not blowing a bag. <laughs> you know what I mean? For a podcast, I'm not going to offend anything that I'm connected to for a podcast. Does that make sense? For online, for anyone. You, I'm a business professional and so are you. You also have your own businesses. You're also a mother, a sister, a cousin. You know, we, we have different things that we're connected to, but we also want to be real. And there's a way to be real and have understanding and also think outside the box. Every AKA is not like me. There are some fake AKAs. There are some great AKAs, right? There are some, but I'm not defined by that. But because I am a part of this organization based on the foundational principles and the great things about it, I'm always going to stand up for that. And somebody else's experience could have been that of being exposed to someone that felt that they were better than anybody else based on them being in this organization. And they had maybe been nasty. They may have felt that they were better than the next person. That is a personal personality character flaw. That has nothing to do with the what this organization is about and so people group it based on the amount of people they may have been exposed to but again it's a billion people in the world so try not to stereotype because we all have the capability of doing it but just ask yourself when you really think outside the box don't stereotype because everybody's not the same so what do you have, you know, do you have anything else to elaborate on as far as recapping uh, or disclosures? I think uh, for my disclaimer, I think the biggest piece for me is I don't want to uh, seem as if I'm coming off as I'm policing uh, black women's bodies. Like I, that's one thing I know I don't want to make it seem like I'm coming off as doing this. I don't want to, I do not believe in policing black women's bodies and I don't want to, um, give that off and so that's I think that's probably my one of my biggest disclaimers to just make sure that your audience knows that uh, I'm not here to do that so if it if it came off last week if that that if it came off last week um, as if I was policing black women's bodies then again hear me now and hear me clear I'm not interested in policing black women's bodies but I do know that I have a responsibility to also take a stand on certain things that I feel may be degenerative to um, the way in which black women are seen in American society. So, yeah, I think that's all I wanted to say about last week's conversation. Yeah. And then, you know, from me listening to it, to me, you stood up, you stood up more than um, allowing accountability. And where I come, where my standpoint is, 
man, boy, woman, girl, child, black woman, white woman, Mexican woman, black man, white man. I'm all about accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a feminist. I'm not against men. I'm not against women. You know, I'm not against other races. I'm against evil and people mistreating people. I'm definitely against that, but I'm all about accountability. And so if if it means that the black woman has to be accountable in whatever her lane it is and she's not being accountable, hey, you have they have to be accountable too. You don't get a pass just because you're a black woman. Just because you're a black man or anybody, just because you're white, just because you're Hispanic, you don't get a pass if you're doing something that is um, indecent, if you're doing something that's degenerate, if you're doing something foul, and we all can see you, and it's affecting, you know, society, you leave yourself there to, you know, who's going to ever say anything? You know, educators are affect, affected by that because you have students, you have kids, you have adults. You're dealing uh, in that lane of, of dealing with children. I have a nonprofit organization. I work, I, I step into areas where I'm working with kids. I recruit for college. I step into areas where I'm working with kids, youth. So I see these things. It's not just about just pulling up at the grocery store. No, I, I see it. Just like you have a son and he knows about booty hole brown, right? Or uh, what What did she say in that word, in that song? Um, my son definitely knows about that song because of TikTok for sure. Um, and even if I, like I said, I think I said this last week, I'm not sure. But even if he says... I'm out here in Miami. Like, I have to, like, pause it even at that point just because, unfortunately, what the rest of the song is about, and it's not an age-appropriate song for a 10-year-old. I would absolutely say that's a 10-year-old Right. But again... Right. And you- But I also know that young people who are listening to that song, they're not thinking about it as deep as I might be. You know what I mean? Like, not a 10-year-old, but right. like a college-age person. They're not thinking about it and analyzing it in the way that I might be analyzing it. They're not even necessarily thinking that it's going to impact their life the way I might say it could impact their life, their life uh, and the choices they're making. Um, and I also acknowledge that, too. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I'm, I'm saying this because i got to speak on it in context. You know, um, we were once youth. We were once in junior high school, elementary school, and college. And I remember when Two Life Crew came out. Hey, we want some, uh, hey. Guess what? We were dancing to this song at one of my friend's sixth grade graduation party. Okay. Now, I knew what they were saying, but I wasn't about to participate (laughs) in anything of that nature, but we were dancing, okay? Um, Too short, freaky tales. These are the tales, the freaky tales. I mean, come on now, I know it. I don't know all the song, but some of the words or whatever, um, we're, we're exposed, so it's not like, 
we didn't come up in a time period where a lot of these songs started to come to the surface. So we are very well aware. Um, and we could all the way through, you know, the gangster rap from, from Ice Cube to whoever, to NWA, from, um, man, there's many of them. To even to Little Kim. Little Kim is one of my favorite female um, hip hop rap artists. She is one of my favorites. I love the way she, like her, the way she rhymes, her bars, her lyricist. She's a lyricist. She was a, you know, a, a MC. And the, just her delivery, all of that was dope. But some of the stuff she was saying, I didn't want to do that. You know what I mean? But I was still rapping it. But this is before I understood the power of words. I didn't understand the power of words like deep, 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 deep. To, with the, it's just been in the last five years to understand that, okay, I'm saying this. You know what I mean? Did I bring any of this into my life when I was younger? Right? You know, um, you singing songs and, you know, when I was clubbing and going out, I smoke, I drank, I'm supposed to stop, but I can't. You know what I'm saying? I'm singing this because this is killing it in the club. Right? I'm having a good time. <laughs> so, you know, we are very well aware um, that there's t about just it being music and having fun because yes, we do come from the era and grew up when with, with songs that were explicit and had vulgar lyrics that were talking about sex and, you know, calling females bitches. And, you know, even one of my favorite raps that I wrote down females rapping was, um, don't fight the feeling and with too short. And what was their names? Uh, I can't remember Ted what their names Barbie. is, but I know the part. Who? Ted and Barbie from the Danger Zone. Yeah, I know that part. And I'm going to wrap it today if it comes on. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being real. We have to be real. And so we can have these conversations. If somebody that is in this generation is listening so they understand, no, we know, we know, we know there's fun. Um, but we also know there's a time and a place. I wasn't disrespectful around certain elders. And if some of the, you know, music was a little bit, you know, rated PG or whatever the little sticker was that used to be on tapes when we used to buy music from the store, uh, <laughs> you had to be a certain age to buy the music. Yes. And so, um, you know, certain songs, certain stuff you listen to. My auntie would be like, nah, I can't handle that. And I would turn it off. There's no argument. There's no making you listen to it. There's nothing. Just respect. Mm -hmm. Parental advisory. And so... Uh, it's huh? the parental advisory sticker that came out of the 90s congressional hearings because of two live crews song. Um, <laughs> hey, we want some... And some... Hey... Um, yeah, they put the parental advisory sticker on those albums after those congressional hearings, after they were banned in the USA for a minute. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I just, we're just, we ain't, tech, technology is different and it's, it's a, it's a bigger impact.
And so there's more of an influence um, visually and um, just the way, you know, content is with the, you know, internet and online. So it has a much more bigger impact than it in a bigger reach than it did when we were coming up. And it's not that it, you know, wasn't there. It's just a little different now. It's just turned up as things, as things progress, it seems like things get further and go further and further and further and get a little worse. And that's just how I see that it's, it's happened. And so, you know, all to say, um, we're just doing that recap of last week, just people understanding situational. And also that you and I, on different podcasts, on different radio shows, the hosts and the people that are on, they do get into deep discussions. They do get into heated discussions, but that doesn't mean that it's over. And that doesn't mean that they don't respect each other because I respect the heck out of you. Same. And I know you respect me too. You know, you're not trying to shut me down our water down. So when you did say, hey, we just some women with an opinion, you was just talking. You weren't even thinking about like, no, not that you aren't important or we aren't important. You know, you are a professor. I, you know, you have a specific area of study. You are in certain areas. You are going to be in a group of people where there's discussions. You're going to, you're bringing some of that to this podcast. And so am I. So these things aren't just like random everything's not we we have less we got a little bit of random but the majority of the stuff that we're bringing to the table is based off of experience exposure um knowledge and wisdom and we definitely don't gossip or talk about people but at the same time the discussion has to be had we just can't sit and be quiet because of the whole activity that's in front of us. I'm just not gonna do it. I'm 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 gonna me. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something because we have the power to do so on this podcast. We have creative control, and there's a difference between tearing somebody down and having a discussion about something that's important. You just you say you say nothing at all is mm-hmm. because you either you you're in fear. Because people turn everything into anything these days. You could speak up about how you feel about, um, you know, the the trans woman discussion and the woman and the cis, and you can say, okay, I just want to be called. I would prefer to be called a natural born woman, and someone can say you're transphobic, which is a fear. You know what I mean? So the way things mm-hmm. people translate mm-hmm. things, the way people digest things, you don't have no control over that, even if that's not how, if you didn't mean it in a, a negative way or judging, people are going to receive it the way they want to receive it, rather you gave it to them like that or not. So don't you fear, because you fear that people are going to say, well, you're coming at them a certain way when you're not. Because nobody controls this platform. And if that's the case, if we're going to be fearful, we might as well just get on off of here and not even have a podcast. If you're not going to say, you know, 
it's just all in how you say it and, and your delivery. But nobody's gonna scare me into not saying anything. I know how to bring it to the table. We may have grown up in a time under, some people grew up with parents that were wrong. Straight lace, no chase. They loved you. They weren't talking down on you. This just is this is the way it was. And some people had soft parenting. It's just situational of how that's gonna work. But we can't be soft when we're we're steady um, declining what um, people are looking up to. You know the dumbing down of society because we already know they want to dumb us down or try to make it seem like, you know, we're all degenerate, we're all ghetto, we don't mean anything in the world just by the way they treat us, the laws, how they kill us. So for that to be the main representation all the time right now and we don't have a mixture of anything else that's highlighted, nah, that ain't cool. A lot of us, you know, we can we can try to close our eyes, but sometimes everywhere you look, you'll see you, you got to stay in the house, basically, because it's too it's, it's it's running rampant in certain areas. So, you know, I've I've heard certain other adult women speak up and basically said, maybe we need to be separate. Maybe we need to separate instead of being all inclusive. Mm. But when you do that, then they'll say they're not included. Well, decorum and boundaries in certain places, just some of us roll like that with decorum, with class, with boundaries. You're not trying to be white. You're not trying to be better than. It's just you You don't want to be like that. And if you are, if you do listen, if you want to twerk, if you want to be whatever, it's not for the whole world to see. So, I mean, I'm definitely not coming as if I'm above. No, because I still listen to certain rap music and rap songs that are not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Conscious. So, you know, even I chose to, you know, I DJ when it's applicable or when I have time or when I'm in that zone as an artist as myself sometimes I pick up things according to how I'm feeling sometimes I pick it up because it's a request but I chose not to do functions where I have to play certain types of music and the only time I will make that exception is if I'm doing something West Coast and I, I'm doing West Coast hip hop, then I will include, you know, music that, you know, is just all inclusive. It's gonna be cuss words. It's gonna be, you know, a little sexualized or over-sexualized or what have you. Um, but I'm in adult settings. So we all have choices. You know, and to live the way you, you choose to live and how you expose okay. yourself and how you influence others. So it's it's personal for a lot of people and there's groups of people that are like that. So that's why I do understand why she said, well, maybe we need to be separate. 
it didn't bother me if the old folks didn't want to fool with us and what we was on when we was 20. We was fine with being separate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, nobody trying to be in areas where what we doing wasn't what it was. So we got, you know, other current events. You know, Trump was in the news with his um, charges how quickly he went in and came out, uh, you know, and those politics, <laughs> other stuff. Uh, who was that? Mitch, what is his name? Mitch O'Connell. Who was the man that kind of, yeah, he kind of froze Mitch up McConnell. when he was talking. Um, huh? Yeah, he went on Beyonce the thing. Beyonce mute. Um, just the things that we're seeing, like, wow, you know, the way, the world is and the way stuff is set up, as long as we see that, we know that we have to create our world inside of what's going on. Because, you know, having somebody old like that representing us and, you know, having somebody that you call everybody else thugs and criminals, but you, you know, you thug and a criminal yourself in a white collar fashion or whatever you want to call it. So, um, I don't really like politics, yeah. you know, because of that. But there are certain things I know that we still have to do. Um, you know, an opinion, opinion would be that um, Republicans or Democrats don't care about African-Americans, neither one of the parties. It's been said. It's an opinion. I'm an, I, I agree with that opinion. Me, myself, um, as far as what I do want to give, inform my audience, this audience, our audience of Out The Box is still go vote because you want to vote for your local people, which where you'll be affected, your state, you know, vote on your local and your state because that's your school, that's your neighborhood, that's your environment, that's your roads, that's your, you know, everything you're directly affected by in your environment, in your community. So please look into, still don't get caught up on the president of the United States because guess what? The Republicans and Democrats, their kids go to school together. They probably be having dinner and kicking in all kind of stuff. You know, I, I was told that, you know, from people that lived in DC. <laughs> so, you know, we can't get wrapped up in the divisiveness and, you know, whatever is going to be, people are going to vote what's going to benefit their lifestyle and their livelihood. So I can't get mad at um, a millionaire or somebody that has a huge business with employees voting Republican based on their business because of the tax breaks or whatever else that benefits them running a bigger business but but they also are out in the community giving back you know um, being there for each other and supporting all of the causes but they voted Republican because of financial stuff and maybe a few other things not because they love Republicans so that's just something to spark the brain. So uh, intellectually hyphy, 
come on and speak up. We haven't really heard from you. We want you to to, to talk today. I know the last podcast, you was crunk, you was hype. Okay. You know, we love that you was full of energy. Well, I'm working on my listening skills. I'm really, I'm really making sure I don't cut you off while you're speaking. Um, in relation to the Trump elections or Trump, the elections, Mitch McConnell, you talked about accountability earlier. I just don't really ever see. And again, my perspective is I don't see our government actually being accountable. I, I'm one of those people that don't really trust the government at all. So I, I do not believe that um, the government is here to protect us in any shape, form, or fashion. I feel like the government was designed and set up to protect um, the interests of those who can afford to pay and control the politicians. Um, and they are responsible to um, whatever the Federal <laughs> Reserve banking systems tells them they're responsible for. And I don't trust the government and I don't trust that Donald Trump will even go to jail. I don't trust that Donald Trump doesn't have a chance of being the president. I definitely agree with you on that. You should still vote, definitely vote in your local elections because it is much, much more bigger than just the vote of the presidency. You need to know what's going on in your local communities. Uh, I wholeheartedly 1000% believe that. I think that's where the knowledge comes from because a lot of us have been so disenchanted with the government that we don't even know who our mayor is, who our who our local officials are, or what their roles are, and what they even do, <laughs> you know. So I think there's so much education that has to happen in that realm still. Um, and I do think it was designed that way to keep us uninterested, to keep us like me not believing that anything can change. I also agree that these people all work together, similar to lawyers. Lawyers went to school together. Yeah, they might be opposing a different opinion in the courtroom, but they went to school together. They're colleagues, they're friends, they're homies, they're family members, you know, to a certain extent. So they work for the same company. So they are all together. They, they share the same mission. Um, and so I, I just feel I'm probably one of those people who was slightly jaded when it comes to the politics. Um, I did get a kick out of watching the Beyonce mute for Mitch McConnell. Uh, memes on social media. I did get a kick out of the death row Donald Trump shirts um, and the other Donald Trump shirts that re are regarding his prison sentence. Um, but at the end of the day, um, I think to watch the way our government has not supported the folks in Lahaina during their um alleged natural disaster is another telltale sign that those who have the money and the big money like the Oprah Winfrey's and the Jeff Bezos and the Elon Musk, all those folks and the Mark Zuckerbergs, I don't get a good feeling from any of those people right now. Well, I saw Oprah promoting something. Um, you know, we have, there's more than, there's a lot of stuff going on. And I don't um, mm -hmm. go against anybody where I don't know where their money is going to and where they're helping. And I don't expect mm -hmm. a celebrity to do it all. And I can't say that they're not doing something because I don't see right. it. 
I think to me that I think that's unfair. So I can't say Oprah or someone like uh, Robert F. Smith, who is a billionaire, um, he has more money than Oprah. Your Diddy's or whoever else there, you know, out there, mm-hmm. your Jay Z's, your Beyonce. I really, as for the the surface and some of the things that I see, um, I see them helping in mm-hmm. whatever area or capacity that they choose to help in. But I can't pick for them what I feel that they should help in. Does that make sense? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and again, I don't have the information on what I saw Oprah out there promoting and asking for donations, but it's something that she's doing right now visually. Huh? It was fire. Yeah, it was, she was, um, she was, she's been asking for money for the fire for the folks in, okay. in Hawaii, her neighbors. Okay. So, hey, to each his own opinion. But, you know, for me, when it comes to that, I can't say what somebody's doing and what somebody's not doing. <laughs> because the same, the same way people look at us, could look at us that way. You know, they don't know that being in, um, I bring this up again, because they don't know that being in a sorority is community service. Like, yeah, that's all about community service. It's all about mankind you know and service 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 so if I'm gonna be a part of that I gotta be a part of service whether it's money whether it's showing up to certain things um, but it's collective because Mm -hmm. you can make a powerful impact together yeah I'm a movement by myself but I'm a force when I'm with them just like, you know, being a, con- a college alumni, I'm very active in that too. I, I can do by myself, but I'm a force when we're collected. And when I'm on certain boards, you Absolutely. know, it's also a collective. But when I go out there in college recruit, that's, that's volunteer, that's service. You know what I mean? So people may not see mm-hmm. it, because you're not doing it how they perceive or think you should or even know. The nonprofit as well. That's community service. That's giving back in your lane where you can give back and you can touch and relate. So when I go to, um, you know, when I go to the high school college recruiting or when I go to the high school or the college fairs, I... No, I'm an impact probably five to ten percent, and that's that's better than zero. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does that make sense? They they're going to remember Miss mm-hmm. Brown, especially if we're, if we're able to have um, get a personal you know connection going, and their information is taken, and they're led down the right direction. What they do after that is up to them. But you know that you have planted the seed. So, um, yeah. With you, right. you're yeah. a professor. 
but you also that that includes a lot not just teaching and grading papers you got you talk to some of these students other things happen you may help them go down hey there's this program like it's more to it it's not just standing up or being on the zoom you know this that is a you that means you are a powerful impact in the community before you even go out and you know do your um civic work <laughs> you know what I mean hmm. so it's it's yeah. again we're bringing that out the box perspective because that is outside of the box but it's still being done uh, we didn't yeah. get a chance to, huh every day yeah every day I said every day right now in Northern California they have their you can tour which is all the HBCUs coming around to the local high schools just HBCUs they don't go to every local high school, but they do come to some local high schools and they have uh, Gremlins on there for sure. There's at least about 18 different HBCUs where our, because you know, we only have one in the state of California, but they're doing their tour right now for these students to be able to go to HBCUs. Also, I want to just give a shout out to the Cooper Woodson College Enhancement Program um, that I'm a director of because we just had our first meeting on Friday and you talk about service, that program is nothing but service. We have mentors who come and mentee them. Um, and it's all about acknowledging those who come before us and continue the legacy for Black liberation. And in any way, that, and in any way those students choose to do so. Um, and it's nothing, that service is rooted in leadership, scholarship, and service. And a lot of people um, don't like to do service. You mentioned like how you have all these places where you serve, but it's not necessarily on the front line. A lot of people don't like to participate in service because it's a, typically a, <laughs> something you're doing for the free. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and yeah. So shout out to everybody. But when you reap what you back. sow. So when you give, it comes back. And I'm a, I'm a living witness of that. I've gotten it back four times fold. Four, I mean, I don't know how many times fold in different ways. You know, it can it can also open up a door for an opportunity Listen. that's paying because it's you, you're still networking too. So anyway, just this thinking outside the box. We didn't we didn't elaborate real quick on the Montgomery Alabama ball <laughs> brawl that happened. You know where where they Montgomery uh, brawl they you know attacked the security the dock security the dock worker and they didn't want to move and they were intoxicated and they felt entitled and jump that man and then you know the rest of the brothers and sisters you know some that was on the staff and others once they was able to bring their boat in and you know a young man jumped in the water and swam and was over there and brawling and it's not about being violent it's about work working together when you're supposed to and the need you know to step up to the plate you know as as a as a whole as working together not just videotaping and not doing nothing like hey nah y'all not gonna do this so that was you know and that okay. I think that's the biggest point no I think that's like the biggest point Aquaman or Scuba Gooden Jr. but the point is is that these this happens so much that black people get beat up constantly all the time in broad daylight and killed 
and we just supposed to sit there and do nothing or typically nothing ever happens. So yes, Black America Plus was celebrated because for the first time in many, 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 many moons, we actually see somebody coming to the aid and rescue of someone who potentially yes. could have been beaten to death. Yes, all for doing his definitely. job. So we just wanted to highlight that. Um, and But we also know there's going to be people that are angry because they want it their way and they just don't like, you know, black people. And so there's going to be retaliation. There's going to be, you know, oh, you know, maybe something really, really bad happened so we can get these, mm-hmm. you know, manipulate right. their mind back to let them know that they don't have no type of, they don't need to stand up. I need to get ran over, you know? Hey. Don't just be ready. Just be have your head on a swivel. You know, be cautious of your surroundings. And we, we the more that we work together and stand up, the more we can slow it down. That's how a lot of it. Huh? And listeners, I've said, and listeners, please know that's our trauma response to this. We have a real trauma response to know, like, okay, so this has happened, but now what bad is going to happen, right? That's our trauma response. If we all, we've all, like, now we feel like, okay, now something bad is going to happen. Not today, not tomorrow, but soon something bad is going to happen. We also acknowledge the fact that that location was the very location where they literally had us on auction blocks. That location is the literal location where folks had just came and gave blessings and praises to the ancestors who had to die and shed their blood on that land. So that the, the, the environment was already supercharged. The frequency was all really high. We cannot forget what happened in Montgomery at that specific place. And so all these years later, y'all thought y'all was going to let that happen right then and right there in that moment. And then they said, not today, not today. But our trauma response is to be like, so now what? Now, how are they going to kill us? How are they going to commit violence against us? How are they going to continue to oppress us since this happened? Yeah, well, see, me, I don't see it as a trauma response. I see it as reality. We don't live there, but, you know, just reading and doing a little research on the people that do, they like this stuff happen all the time. You know what I mean? But they also say, yeah, you know, it's probably going to be some, let's make an example because that's that's the historical way of how they do things. Um, I met a I met a professor when I was out in Atlanta about three weeks ago, um, and we were having these deep conversations. And he said, "Are we excelling? Or are we going in a circle?" He said, "Are we really advancing in life? Or are we going in a circle?" So if you think about it, if we're going in a circle of constant. Um, they're trying to do stuff and we're fighting for it to be undone and they're trying to do stuff and we're fighting for it to be undone. It is a cycle. It's a cycle. So just being aware of what happens in the cycle, I can't say that it's a, it could be a trauma response for some, but then you also thinking outside the box it's the cycle. And if we look, we, we, we're living in the cycle right now all the stuff in the laws and how they're trying to police women and say what we can and we can't do. Um, the laws that change, some of the laws that are, are happening are for the good. And some of the stuff is ridiculous. So we just have to be aware and we can never be too comfortable. And just know that we're not, right. I'm glad we didn't, you know, grow up in the, in the fifties or the sixties or the thirties, because that was a mess. That was, it was complete shambles. 
And a lot of people did die. A lot of people did sacrifice. It wasn't that they were scared. They stepped up, you know, and to, 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 to fight for us to be able to have uh, certain rights that we have now. So what makes people think that they won't try to shimmy their way into That's changing right. us to, That's you know, right. taking those rights away. So we really have to be aware and up on, up on things like, come on now, let's not get too comfortable. Be aware. Right. Right. Because they are trying to reverse the Jim Crow laws in Mississippi or if, if they have not already, excuse me. Um, and again, if we're not paying attention, they're going to do it each and every time under our noses every single time because they did not do all that for us to also go back and accept acquiesce or act like they didn't die for these same liberties and that's what i'm here to remind us all for like they didn't die i was just having a conversation with a friend the other day i was like what did our ancestors die for if you don't respect the urban dictionary and they were like they did not die so that we can validate the urban dictionary i was like but in many ways for us to be able to have our own lexicon that's validated amongst us without having to have a group of white people say, oh, yes, that's an actual word or no, that's not an actual word. That is part of our freedom and liberty because we have not been free mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally. We have not been free and we're still searching for that freedom. We're still searching for that freedom. And so when we see our people, you know, going back into time where you are like in cahoots, with the same level of oppression that they was trying to, you know, do many, many years ago, the same way they was trying to keep the shackles on your brain many, many years ago. Do you not know? Like this was by design and you're now participating in it? Maybe you don't know. So let me let me let me share some information with you to see if you do have knowledge of self. And if you do, would you make it some of the same choices that you are making today? But I do believe that validating who we are as a people up and down all around no matter the class it, it's important it's important i know i went all around the Mary go brown bush with that comment but yes i support the urban dictionary and i think it's something that our ancestors fought for um for us to be able to have our own language that is also validated as being considered a language. Yes, okay. absolutely. And so well, the last thing that we're going to elaborate on, because this is just the part two of what's happening now. So, well, um, a, a good thing that happened recently, um, Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders uh, pulled through the victory for Colorado, which is a college, and he is coaching on the college level now. And, um, you know, Dion is a movement and a, and a, and a force by himself. Um, he is, uh, an amazing athlete, an amazing coach, uh, someone that has crossed sports, uh, professionally. And so, you know, he has children and kids that are in college on the college level. Uh, he went to, and he wanted to be a college coach. And so he was accepted okay. at Jackson State on the premises that he would get his college degree because you cannot coach on a collegiate level without having a degree. Um, Jackson State um, okay. gave him... Uh, the position uh, while others Florida State wouldn't allow him 
to, you know, be a coach there. And, um, you know, he helped shape that football program. And so, who? So did he graduate? Deion Sanders, Deion Sanders got his degree, but Deion he didn't Sanders, get it he from um, Jackson State. <laughs> he got it from an HBCU. <clears throat> but he just, he recently in 2020 got his degree. He, you know, so... Okay. What I'm saying is, and and I'm going to get to it, I know there's always talk of a college degree isn't needed. Well, it depends on what you want to do in life, if it's needed or not. And so in order for him to coach on a collegiate level, he needed his degree. And so the marriage yeah. between Jackson State and um, <clears throat> Deion Sanders runs deep. And, uh, you know, it was a lot of a lot of family business, which is HBCU family business that was exposed um, when once he mm. uh, put in his resignation to because he got the offer to to coach at the what are some schools called I don't know division whatever back back five I don't know whatever it's called but he was offered that position and of course he would take it because it's about his goals and aspirations of who he wants to be you know in this in this part of his life and also grooming his children mm-hmm. you know and others to bring them into uh, that world of football to excel them, you know, on that level. So it's like all inclusive, right? So he didn't do the HBCUs wrong. It was actually a great marriage to use to be able to to show his skill sets that he can coach on a college level and um, also be able to excel in his career in his career goals. So that was a great, you know, it was an example of a lot of people that don't think outside the box. A lot of people that are just on the surface were seeing, would see it different. Because of course, yeah, you want him to stay. You, people wanted him okay. to stay at the HBCU, but it's not just about that. It was about his goals and aspirations too. And where, you know, God is taking him. And a lot of stuff, like I said, we we love we. It's important to talk about history and to get to details in the outside the box details, which is the white schools used to come to the black schools and get tips and players from the black school because of the dominance, um, you know, capability of the black player. Mm-hmm. So as mm-hmm. they people were saying, oh, you know, these these players can't play on this level. They can't play on the, you know, whatever that's called, whatever this Colorado and the TCU levels, which is the white schools divisions of playing. They they can't they can't keep up with those boys. Hmm. How do you think that's 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 what? what it's been? They're trying to. That's what I'm saying. They tried to erase the history of how they used to come to these schools grambling and, and get with coach Eddie Robinson and, you know, some of the other uh, coaches that coach for the HBCUs, 
you know, if, if, if people did their research, mm-hmm. man, they used to win. The, the score used to be like 62 to what have you back in the cut. So, <laughs> you know how we talk about them taking from us and then claiming it as their own and then us taking it back. I really see Dion showing like, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay. Okay. I okay. was here. I still acknowledge, I love the HBCUs or whatever. We do have the behind the scenes, you know, family stuff that can be messy and ugly. Who doesn't? But, you know, mm-hmm. he was able to right. help with the process of shaping that, um, you know, the program that he went on with his goal to teach, to, to coaching but he also needed them. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, these, the steps are always important. And so, you know, his son who played at um, Jackson State was like, man, it was basically kind of easier than it was playing at the black school. Mm-hmm. And this, really? this game. Okay? Because, again... But again, his dad is the coach, you know, so just knowing how to condition and and get your, your players right and shaped up to be good athletes and then also to be stellar athletes, also allowing Dion, a black man, in the door. So one thing we know about Dion correct. He's he so he didn't went football. through the door and, you know, and, and that that's could could be intimidating to the others. And then there's there was a criteria too. You have to have your college degree is the is the criteria. No matter if you've been an excellent, you know, NFL superstar or whomever, that's still a part of the criteria. And so, and he he got it. He got it he now. Went on and he's excelling. And I'm proud that you know they won their first that game, and it just shows wow. resilience. It shows wow. it was it's so much more than what people try to make it out to be. And that's why I said, you know, that out the box, that out the box, we have to think about out the box. Wow. And that was a long time in the mm-hmm. making. That that game right there. Yes. They were booing him. Sounds like I'm not, you know, into, you know, I'm not up on football like that. I know it's very competitive sport. And I know he wasn't at home. And so, you know, we don't know what all the boos were about, but he was, he was booed and, you know, those those young men showed up and showed out. And so we want to salute and be proud and, and, you know, we're going to keep on supporting, you know, Dion, his goals and the calls and, and what he's showing and what it's, you know, we, we don't know what this is going to evolve into. But we wanna we wanna support because I see something bigger. Just as he did. Just like he said, God is, you know, promoting him to be something bigger. And so we have to be able to to stop judging people, stop tearing people down. We're all flawed. We are all flawed. We're not gonna do everything right. We wish everything can transition smoothly, right? But sometimes that's not life. Life doesn't if we could have it our way of everything has smooth transition 
a lot of stuff would be different for everybody, but that's just not how it always is. And whoever's coming behind Deion Sanders, that's where that's that's gonna be major. They're not gonna have the same battles that he had to endure. Correct. It's showing them a part of the blueprint of how to make Mm -hmm. this, how to make it work, and the certain Mm -hmm. steps that it does take to make it happen. So we just wanted to give, go ahead and give a highlight and just do a part two for what's happening now because so much is happening. And there was a few things that we needed to highlight and get some things and get some clarity because we all about clarity. We're all about togetherness. We're all about love and intellectually hypey supports me. She loves me. I support her. I love her. We work together. She is the right person right now, right? We are the right people right now working together. We think highly of each other. You know, we're not what she's saying and what I'm saying, we're not tearing each other down. This is about growth. This is about, you know, being the example of how you can get past certain obstacles and certain things when they arise, when they arise. And sometimes we say the wrong words and sometimes we don't mean what we say, but we do, but we don't because our mind (laughs) and what we say may come out a certain way, but we don't mind correcting each other. Because we don't want to, we 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 believe in us. I believe in me. I believe in her. She believes in me. We know that we we yeah we have what it takes. Yeah. What I'm sorry. What'd you say? We and we're not too big. I was gonna say and we're right. not too big to be corrected. Some people, you know, once you get a certain age, you you think, oh, you grown and can't nobody tell you, blah, 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 blah. We don't leave from that. We know that because we do constantly want to grow, it's going to come with some constructive criticism. It's going to come with somebody who's going to gently love on us and help us to do a better job of whatever it is we're trying to do. And, and helping to be corrected is a part of that. Yes. A part of growth, right? A part of growth. So we're going to wrap up the podcast. Thank you for listening. There's a lot of jewels um, in there that we hope, you know, enlighten you or can help someone else out there. We get feedback. We do. Uh, People tell me to keep going to keep going with the podcast. Trust and believe. I'll be wanting to stop. Um, and when I do become overwhelmed with life, I do. Uh, things happen. You know, people people pass away. I have grieved during this, having this, since I've had this podcast period in totality, I've lost a father. I've lost a sister. Uh, the world has, life was lifing. And guess what? Um, if something is for you and you're meant to have it and it's yours, it'll still be there for you. So it's not about um, hustling to be seen, um, to make a space in the world. I'm, I've already made a space in my uh, for myself with this, um, and I will continue as long as long as God sees fit, and as long as I'm capable to. 
Um, but I'm also, I'm a person that believes in when you do receive any type of blessing in your life that you pray for or that you work for, give yourself time to enjoy it. Um, I've, we've already, always, some of us have experienced the next thing. Somebody always bringing the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Get on this, get on this, get on this. We have the opportunity to get on a lot of stuff. But when do you say no and when do you enjoy what you've what you've been blessed with? So I'm that I'm I'm one of those people that I've been blessed where I can put something down and enjoy something else in my life that I've worked for or that I'm a part of. Because I'ma live life. I'm going to live life. But I also know when to 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 buckle down. So just like there's seasons in your favorite shows, you know, it's off season, it's on season, it's off season for we have an off season and we have an on season. So we back on like we never left. So until next yeah. time. We out of here. Would you like to say anything? Peace out. Peace out. See ya.